Hello and welcome back to Mining Stock Daily with me, Paul Harris. Today we're talking about silver in Mexico and I have great pleasure to be joined by Sean Howarth, um, President and CEO of Exelon Resources. Good morning, Sean. Good morning, Paul, and thank you for having me. You're more than welcome, Sean. We've got a lot to talk about today. You've just announced a transaction to acquire the, the La Negra mine in uh, in Mexico. This is a past producing mine. Um, and it, you, you're going to acquire this for 50 million US dollars in an all stock deal. Um, very int- many, many interesting aspects to this. You've got Orion Resource Partners there. You're also going to get a local partner uh, in Zacatecas called uh, M Group. Um, let, let's start at the top. How did this deal come about, Sean? Oh, it's a great question, Paul. Um, so this started it, probably in Genesis was around the middle of the summer. Uh, we went to site. Orion was looking for a partner to be able to develop the asset and advance it from its current stage. I think kind of what immediately stood out to us with this asset was the potential for a near-term restart ability. Uh, so we're looking at a 12 to 18 month timeline and, and we'll talk about what that de-risking process really entails. Uh, the polymetallic nature of the deposit, focusing on critical mineral exposure, particularly silver, copper, and zinc, and some lead as well. And really, historically, the land package has been underexplored. I think there's significant potential of near mine mineralization, uh, expansion of, of some of key zones that, that are currently contemplated to be mined in, in, the, in the PEA, but also looking at mineralization growth uh, at depth and, and the potential for, for what we think is you know, a, a significant SCARN uh, narrative and, and growth project. So, so for those three reasons, really the restart potential, the polymetallic nature, uh, the and the ability to to you know advance the resource with exploration, it's kind of key what stood out to us as a as a, an outstanding project and an exciting opportunity. Thank you, Sean. Now I think one thing that um, so far face value separates this from other sort of similar transactions where companies juniors have acquired historical mines. There's been work on this very, very recently. In the past, the mine was operated by Fresneo. Um, there's been there's a 2022 preliminary economic assessment that looked at uh, 3 million ounces a year of silver equivalent, um, including obviously silver, but lead, zinc and copper in there as well. And there's been uh, quite a bit of recent drilling. So uh, I think the mine was put onto care and maintenance in 2020. So it was operating very, very recently. Yeah, that's exactly it, Paul. So, so when we look at this, you know, what's key is 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 assessing what the future plan is, what the PEA numbers were, with really is this achievable and and executable from an operating perspective. And and I think, you know, we really honed in on you know the the time it was operated between 2013 and 2015 uh, under a previous operator, where we saw 2,500 tons per day throughput, which is is around the mine throughput that that's been contemplated with the PEA. That's that that was achievable, um, you know, kind of a silver grade and in a grade equivalent basis uh, that's contemplating the PA was also achieved. And so so we look at this as as an executable plan. Uh, that's number one. And we're referencing that to historicals and, and actually where it was done before. So so that's that's exactly correct. Thank you. Um, I want to sort of take a, a little bit of a digression now before we continue. Um, th- there's been several transactions over the past 12 months like this of, of juniors buying um, previous, uh, previously operated silver mines. W- why do you think that is? Well, I think, first of all, I think silver is an exciting time to be in silver. So, so we're looking at, at really 
uh, capitalizing on, on what we think could be a, a fantastic year for, for silver and, and being an emerging producer in a rising environment for silver, driven by critical minerals, driven by photovoltaics, uh, is something that that really stands out to us and, and I think stands out for a number of other developers. I think this transaction structure of, a, of an all-share transaction um, is really a sharing of risk where, where you're allowing uh, someone, you know, a company that, that's looking for opportunity to, to advance and, and develop a project. And, and you, you've also partnered with someone that, that's looking for, for that focus, that operational focus that, that might not be either in a larger portfolio or with with you know with with an operator that that's saying okay this is small or this this doesn't fit my my genre so so looking at you know where can we balance that risk is probably important as well and and I think it's indicative of some of the transactions that have been completed over the last six months. Thank you. I think it also talks to well obviously it talks to the geological potential the continued geological potential of Mexico but also I think it puts into relief some of the um, sort of political perceptions about uh, about Mexico um, that the president in some ways is viewed as anti-mining but the fact that so much investment keeps coming in so many companies keep coming in to take assets and, and bring them forward that suggests that um, you know the political risk perception is um, perhaps not what it seems well I think you're exactly right Paul and and you know Exelon being a past you know operator in in Mexico we have a real comfort you know, working within that jurisdiction, uh, working with the communities and and the workforces, and and um, and we really pride ourselves in that. And I think that's a competitive advantage that that this this company that Exelon brings to this transaction. Thank you. I, I want to dig into that a little bit. As, as you mentioned, Exelon has been a past producer in Mexico. Um, you've executed on this strategy before. Um, in the past, you acquired the La Platosa mine. That didn't really work out in the end. Um, it's perhaps very specific reasons for that. What's the difference this time? I think that the highlight between La Platosa and operating and, and where we brought that, I think it, you know, it was successful to the point where, where we delivered and, and simply it's it's not economic given given the dewatering rates and, and the work that was required to continue to operate that. I think where you look at a high-level comparison between Platosa and maybe La Negra is is really two or three things. Number one, um, the La Negra mine is 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 very dry mine relative to Platosa, so so you don't have the capital that's required for pumping and infrastructure to be able to dewater the mine. And, and second, uh, La Negra is is the ground conditions are very stable. So when we're looking at mining, uh, you know we're mining at 2,500 tons per day at La Negra contemplated. So it's critical is, is ensuring turnaround and efficiencies and operational efficiencies that you can maximize that versus Potosa was a much lower tonnage, but higher grade mine in the context. So, so those are kind of the key dif the differences. And, and from, from my perspective, um, really is what allows the, the PEA, the, the plan at La Negra to stand out is, is the fact that you do have very suitable mining conditions and you've operated between Pinolas and, and previous operators for the last 30 years at that asset. Okay, thank you. If I remember correctly, there at a certain point in time, there were also community issues um, around um, what you had at, uh, at the, the, the other project. With this time around, you, you're going in with two partners. We've talked about uh, Orion Mining Partners, but let, let's talk a little bit more about uh, the M Grupo, the, the local partner. Um, going into this with two strong partners, a financial partner and a local partner, 
um, that's got to sort of change things as well. Well, that's correct. So, so M Grippo is a Caretro-based infrastructure company. Its focus is on labor relations, community uh, support, and social responsibility. So, so you know, I think this is a really interesting partnership because you have Exelon there that delivers the operational know-how. Um, you have Orion that it becomes a long-term strategic partner of Exelon and capital provider. And you have M Grupo that that's got that execution capabilities and on the ground experiences. Um, surrounding uh, Queretaro or sorry, surrounding the mine uh, at La Negra, you have uh, most of the workforce comes from Maconi, which is a small mining town associated with the mine. Uh, Maconi stands out because you have a very strong and supportive and competent workforce that wants to see this mine get restarted. Uh, so, so while we are, you know, fully permitted to restart the mine currently today, um, we also have a strong supportive workforce that wants to see this restart. And this is something when we did our diligence and, and around the acquisition, we did a lot of work around M Grupo, meeting the principals there, traveling to Mexico, um, and, and saw the passion that they delivered and, and what they see as a very successful project. Thank you. And, and thank you for correcting me about the location. I think at the top I said Zacateca State, but obviously it's Correto uh, State. Um, okay, so um, bringing in the partners, that's going to... I first met you, I think um, it was last year at Beaver Creek, maybe, and you you, you were brought on to sort of turn around the fortunes of Exxon Resources. Uh, we had quite a sort of good conversation about that. This is obviously a huge step in that direction. In the interim time, you've been sort of cleaning up the company. You, you've sort of got the share, the number of shares outstanding down to about 38 million uh, shares. Now, obviously, with this transaction, it's an all-share transaction. You're going to do a 10 million uh, capital raise as well. So that's going to increase the shares out to about 130 million, give or take. Um, how are things going on the corporate side? So great question. So that's that's right. I mean, what we're looking at is is an initial equity payment to Orion and M Group of US $20 million. Uh, we also look at a US $10 million equity raise that really substantially recapitalizes this business. All that equity is going into the ground. It's going to advance the project. It's not going to refinance other parties. And we also have support of our existing convertible debenture holders. We're going to early convert 25% of the debentures outstanding and extend the maturity of the remaining amount. What that allows us is gives us the financial flexibility to really be successful and execute on this project. Um, all in, it's around 130, right? 130.8 million shares outstanding, kind of forecasted, uh, you know, subject to the market prices and everything else. Um, you know, but I, but I think what you're sitting on then with that share base is, you know, a, a, an attractive portfolio projects, uh, a restructured company with long-term strategic and capital providers. Thank you. Now, some of the other juniors who are executing similar strategies, they, you know, taking the the historical asset and then you mentioned yourself, there's historically been a lack of exploration around La Negra. So is, is that where you see some potential future gain? You know, first off, see about getting the 300 tons per day operation into operation and then looking further afield in the area to bring perhaps more mineralization in. Well, I think no, that's exactly it. I think the, the tremendous potential really is around the existing resource, but also, you know, a broader exploration package. So so part of the PEA is is contemplating around 2 million tons of indicated and 8 million tons of inferred. Those are the, you know, that's a tonnage basis that's being mined. I think there's significant amount more potential tonnage to be discovered, particularly in, in certain zones where they've been under drilled or underexplored and they're part of our inferred mineralization. So, so the next 12 to 18 months is, is, is focusing on 
not just an infill drill program that de-risks the mine plan, but also looking at ways to expand uh, zones of, of you know adjacent mineralization, open a long strike. It's not structurally constrained, and also looking at you know targeting a a larger scarn potential at depth um, and and structure analyses as to why we think this is this is executable. Okay, thank you, Sean. In in closing, um, aside from completing the transaction, what are going to be the sort of main goals and things you want to execute this year? Yeah, so great question. So over the next 12 months, the focus really be on, on I'd say four high level things, you know, that branch out from there. First off is is looking at uh, the detailed engineering and design for, for the restart plan, particularly around a tailings filtration facility, um, looking at uh, filter tailings deposition versus historically was hydraulic tailings at the project, doing an infill drill program for the, you know, that de-risks the first three years of, of the mine production. Um, based on that drilling, uh, you know, updating the resource model, looking at a mine plan and equipment review as well, a successful startup. And finally, process analyses met test work as well. So, so that'll be the key on the restart. And then, you know, overlay that with basically the, the exploration, looking to convert inferred mineralization to indicate it also expanding existing inferred mineralized resources. Well, thank you. Well, the medals have started 2023 off very well, so the timing seems to be impeccable. Uh, congratulations there, Sean. Exelon Resources trades on the TSX and the NICE under EXN. Sean Howarth, President and CEO, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Paul. And that's all from me, Paul Harris. Join us for more from Mining Stock Daily soon. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.